0: to the Boxing Rant Podcast, leave your kid gloves at home. But I'm the best ever. My style is impetuous. There's no one that can match me. I'm the most brutal and vicious and most ruthless champion that's ever been. My defense is impregnable. Anybody can get it. What up, what up, fight fans? Welcome back to episode 298 of the Boxing Rant Podcast. I'm Kenny Keith, and I'm joined as always by Vince Cummings. What up, Vin? What's going on, brother? Finally. The year from hell. The worst year of all of our lives is coming to a close, Ken. What are we going to do? <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, what are you trying to say? The year that I turned 40? Yes. Right? I'm creeping on Fucking it. Fucking taking veiled shots at me over here. <laughs> Put your mask on. <laughs> yes, I guess I am in the uh, in the demographic most susceptible. <laughs> right? <laughs> You're not overweight anymore, Ken. Um. Well, I mean... <laughs> have you seen what i'm packing <laughs> Well, <ish. laughs> i'll just say it's, it's called a white monster <laughs> <laughs> judged on a completely different scale <laughs> oh man welcome back to the best motherfucking boxing podcast on the planet yes um, it's episode 298. It's the end of the year. We still have to give out the annual Ranty Awards. Um, dropping Ranties, Ranty Raiden. You know, get it all out of the way now. <laughs> you got any uh, uh clever suggestions or even some designs for trophies? Because we're gonna mail these out, right, Vin? Yes, of course. Because <laughs> our awards mean the most. So look forward to that in episode 299, and then also look forward to the 300th episode. Of the boxing rant podcast, as we count down our pound for pound list,
1: the preeminent pound for pound list in the sport,
0: Ken. Yes, it is the uh, the end all be all. Um, as are the ranties. Yes, right. Yes. I mean, it's just it just sounds official.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, everything we do here is official, Ken.
0: <laughs> exactly. Uh, completely agree, but it's episode 298. we got the preview of Ryan Garcia versus Luke Campbell. Um, some news on Canelo Alvarez um, and Artur Baterbiev. It's going to be short and sweet, but we wanted to get this out to you all um, before the fight, before the end of the year, and give you all some content because we're going to need a little bit of time off here. Yes, we are. But we'll sprinkle um, some of this podcast greatness on you uh, with three episodes. If you haven't subscribed to the Boxing Rant podcast yet, um, subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, anywhere you can get an audio podcast. You can watch the full length version of this show on the Boxing Rant YouTube channel um, and follow us on Twitter at VinceCummings81 and at TheBoxingRant. Then um, let's just get right down to the fight preview on the zone, January 2nd, 2021. Hmm. One of the earliest big fight kickoffs I can remember. Uh, It kind of had been over the last, at least it seemed like, the last five or six years that uh, Deontay Wilder was always first out of the gate sometime at the end of January.
1: Yeah, yeah, he has been, I I will say, at least for the last two or three years for sure. Yeah. Um, Dude, I love it. I love this fight to kick off the year. You couldn't get a more intriguing matchup, and and I love the fact that, you know, you're hearing everybody talk about this fight, and boy, the dismissal of Luke Campbell seems very easy by some here, Ken, and I...
0: I'm not so sure about that, buddy. I don't know. Yeah. Um, look, man. Luke Campbell is—he's not a worn fighter. I mean, no. he's look—he's been in there tough, and the guys that have beaten him um, aren't necessarily better than him. You know, I mean, what Luke Campbell does is is very technically sound. He's got some really good tools. But the main difference, especially in the Linares and the Lomachenko fight, was they were just the superior athlete. Yep. Um, and I think here, you know, uh, not to put the cart before the horse, but I really think the moral of the story with Ryan Garcia versus Luke Campbell is that Ryan Garcia is the superior athlete. But, but the question remains: Can Ryan Garcia fight at the top levels?
1: Let me ask you this: Do you think right now? in the sport that Ryan Garcia has the quickest snap one punch that left hook that he throws do you think that's the quickest punch in the sport yes i do do you yeah it's i mean it, it, if it isn't it's one of the top 2 or 3 it is so fucking electric and you do not see it coming it's uh it's a weapon and it's one of the best weapons in the sport here's my concern with this fight when i when it, you really dig into Ryan Garcia and what he's done in the last couple of years is he's kind of, sort of started to launch towards superstardom. You know, you know, forget all the the social media stuff and all that. I'm talking about strictly about his boxing career. Yeah, his last two fights have kind of announced him as okay. This this isn't a little kid. This guy's got some serious talent. Let's see it at the next level. But he's fought four rounds in two
0: years. You think that's problematic for this That fight? is
1: problematic going into a fight against a guy like Luke Campbell, who is a consummate professional that, I, I mean, he's a textbook boxer. He's been in tough fights. He's had rounds with Lomachenko. He's had rounds with Linares. He's been in tough fights and lost, and he's he's been in really close fights and been on the wrong end of them. I think he kind of understands uh, more of how a championship-level fight goes. I know this isn't exactly a championship fight, but it's one of the WBC's five eliminators for Devin Haney's email belt. So <laughs> it, it, it's just—you <laughs> like you like that, huh? I mean, that's the fucking truth. It's, it's just, It slid off
0: the tongue so smooth. It shouldn't. <laughs> it shouldn't. It should not do that. <laughs> it's been imprinted in our psyche. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, ah, we accept it now. It's fine. It's all part of
1: it. Oh, but man. yeah, man, I, this fight is really, really, really intriguing, dude.
0: Yeah, uh, I love it. And, and look, this is you know these guys are going to be looking eye to eye for the most part. Yeah, you know, um, so you're going to have two taller fighters in the ring. Look, I think Campbell has all the skill, the savvy, and the toughness mm-hmm. to make this a really, really difficult fight. But what I've noticed is with a lot of the elite UK fighters, you know, really the different. Whoa, whoa,
1: whoa. Elite and UK do not belong in the same
0: sentence, Ken. <laughs> I'm more talking about domestic thing. <laughs> right? Yeah. Lonsdale level. <laughs> okay? When there's a step up in athleticism, I don't want to keep like hammering this point home about it. You right. know, That is always the difference. Um, but look, man, the way that he... Look, Jorge Linares, to me, is an you know, elite athlete. He's not as... You know, quick twitch, right? Right, as as Ryan Garcia, mm-hmm. right? Quick twitch, yeah, yeah. He quick twitch, and uh, and Campbell's not, right? I've seen Campbell get punked by an inferiorly skilled fighter in Ivan Mendy, who in their first fight. He bossed Luke Campbell around the oh, he ring. Did. He did. I mean, you want to talk about a humbling performance. You thought that Callum Smith looked neutered. Go back and watch Luke Campbell <laughs> versus Ivan Mendy. It was ba- that was a shocking performance. It really was. Now, he's
1: improved uh, exponentially since then. Here's the thing I would say is that Luke Campbell, when when he struggled, he struggled with guys that that shorten the range, that get in close on him like Mendy did like Lomachenko did. In the Lenars fight, he got outboxed for the first half of that fight and then started outboxing Lenars down the stretch. He did. It all depends on, like, do we think Ryan Garcia is going to be that guy that steps to Luke Campbell, or is he going to try to outbox Luke Campbell and think that he's going to catch that? Like, I feel like Ryan Garcia thinks that he's going to catch an opening in this fight and it's going to take one punch and that's going to be it. It's going to be all she wrote. I don't think Luke Campbell's going to make it that easy for him, and I would expect this fight to start off with a pace that is excruciatingly slow. I think Luke Campbell's going to stretch this kid out as far as he can, and I think if you're Luke Campbell, you got to try to frustrate this kid in the first three or four rounds and make him start reaching and pressing because then you'll have your success when you can box him. I think Luke Campbell is a better Boxer, better jab, better just technical boxing ability than Ryan Garcia. I like Luke Campbell in this fight, Ken. Dude. I really do.
0: Look, Luke Campbell needs to make sure that he does the exact opposite with his jab that Callum Smith did with his against Canelo. <laughs> right. He needs to make his jab a weapon. Right. If he can frustrate Ryan Garcia at the end of that jab, because Luke Campbell does have considerable reach for the weight class. Mm-hmm. Okay? And from what I've seen from Luke Campbell, he does have a borderline, again, elite-level right. uh, jab. Right? Yes. It, it, it's a great tool for him. If he boxes tall, if he fights on the end of the jab, yeah, I, I think that he could frustrate Ryan Garcia over the first six rounds and then Ryan Garcia starts lunging, you know, and he mm-hmm. starts reaching for something. But I could also see Ryan Garcia because, look, you and I have met the kid before. He has this air of confidence about him that's it's not even like overly – I didn't find him, like, arrogant or, like, overly confident. I found him, like, supremely convinced in his abilities. Yes. You know? Yeah. Like, he believes in himself and what he can do so much that that's what allows him to be such an explosive fighter because it's so natural to be that quick but to be that precise at the same time, Mm -hmm. you know, and to have confidence in that ability. Um, If he he keeps his head in the game – you know, he can overcome that, and then it, it will eventually come to him if he doesn't become impatient, right? Right. Um, but I could also see this, uh, you know, boxing does weird things to men in the ring. Yeah. Yeah, and their psyche, depending on, you know, the way that the fight begins to, you know, uh, to draw out into later rounds. I mean, I, I could see by round six or seven if Luke Campbell is literally keeping just boxing – and keeping Ryan Garcia at the length of his jab, yeah, I could see uh, Ryan Garcia in deep trouble in this fight. I would give
1: Ryan—I would pick Ryan Garcia to win this fight if he wasn't so flat-footed at times and didn't stand so straight up at times. Got a little Amir Khan in him? Yeah, well, he's still—like, that still exists with him, and he's been able to overcome it with his lethal quickness and, and, and punching power. And it could, ha- it could be over in the blink of... This fight could be over in 20 seconds. Ryan Garcia could strut out to the center of the ring, clip Luke Campbell, and that'd be it. I just don't think Campbell's going to... If Campbell is any kind of smart and has learned anything, uh, being in the fights, the- these learning fights that he's been in in the last few years, he will play it smart and safe early. I'm I'm just assuming he's going to do this. He could come out with a completely different game plan. I have no idea. But I think that this is where the veteran savvy and and the the championship-level experience and the rounds that Luke Campbell has in the bank are the difference in this fight. I think he's going to win a
0: decision. Wow. Um, Look, man, I see everything that you're saying, and I definitely think that that is a possibility. You get these kind of fights. This is a crossroads fight. In the sense, you know, like 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 this is not a, uh, you know, uh, Luke Campbell's not a journeyman. No. You know, he's he's in his at the point in his career where he's got really good experience and he's looking for another shot. He wants to fight Devin Haney. Right. right? Um, and, you know, that's what he wants. And I, I, I think he has every, uh, you know, the wherewithal, the experience, the savvy to go in and in and, and the weapons. You got to have the weapons when you're fighting a supreme athlete like Ryan Garcia to go out there and do that. When you're when when you're picking nits, you know what I mean. When you're like, when when the difference between two opinions is is as thin as a sheet of paper, right? Right. You're gonna get two different prognostications because you and I are on completely opposite ends of that spectrum. But I could see your way happening. I think Ryan Garcia goes out and makes another statement. Yeah. Yeah. I I think it's something completely unexpected. I think it's a big shot um you know Ryan Garcia may even be losing up to the point that that it happens but i think somewhere between rounds 3 and 5 um fucking shots fired i think he just fucking catches them i think Luke Campbell does the dance um and it gets waved off well i'll tell you what for for the sport of boxing you know for
1: for the for the sake of the sport that that's the outcome the sport needs because i'm going to be quite honest with everybody right now i'm not sure there's a bigger guaranteed ticket seller in the sport in this country right now, I I really honestly believe that this kid, you can put him in any arena, anywhere, and he's gonna sell some, he's gonna move some tickets, and he's gonna put butts in the seats. What other American fighter outside of him and Tank are doing that? Especially young guys right now that have that ability, they're they're just not, they don't exist. This guy is for the future health of the sport is a
0: key key piece. Absolutely, absolutely, he is <clears throat> has the most potential when it comes to marketing yeah you know it's not even really close at all no it's not and he already has you know a built-in you know following i mean he's he's a social media influencer as annoying as that is oh i hate it you know it it, it is it's it's obnoxious i mean but everybody hates on the pretty dude that has a big following that's right that's popular it's easy to do absolutely i've done it yeah (laughs) yeah dude i mean he's a you know he's a target in that sense but at the same time he, he he's magnetic yeah you know people People gravitate to this guy.
1: Did, did you happen to catch the zone what is it, like 30 Days or uh, the little short show they did on him? zone did shoulder programming. Oh, uh, yeah. Really? Yeah. I'll have to check that out. This might have been some of their best work, actually.
0: Wow, and the ranty <laughs> for best documentary series. <laughs> Goes to zone for whatever Vince just made up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, they 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 legit went back and, like, told the kid's life story and how his family struggled and lost their house and all this all this shit. So it was, it was at least nice to know, like, this isn't, is this isn't not like some rich pretty boy kid that's just kind of made it here based on that. This guy's fought his way to where he is. I gained a lot of respect for the kid.
0: Yeah, dude, this is a huge fight for the beginning of 2021. But what happens, the real question that I have for, you know, the aftermath of this fight is Devin Haney. Right? Uh the Devin Haney component, right? Because I mean, we all know how um, you know, big a deal it is. It's a huge actually it's probably the biggest story in boxing and it, it hasn't even been covered, is that everybody be ducking Devin Haney. I mean, hashtag the boogeyman. I've never even I've never seen it before. And the ranty for the most annoying social media account goes to email champ Devin Haney. I mean, just the you know, the, the the absolute nonsense that is that, that, that you're, you're like 22 years old. How can you even be a boogeyman yet? You haven't even grown into your body yet. You haven't even gotten your man strength yet. Because Loma already ducked, Ken. Everybody ducking. Everybody ducking. He wouldn't have to accept email belts if people would fight him for real ones, right? But, um, look, eventually Devin Haney's going to have to piss or get off the pot, right? He's going to have to realize at some point he's the same age as all these guys, so he can't wait them out. (laughs) I'm going to wait till they get old. (laughs) Everybody wants to see a Devin Haney-Ryan Garcia fight. That is huge for U.S. boxing. Well,
1: the WBC's going to have to decide which mandatory gets first dibs, Ken. Is it Javier Fortuna?
0: Why would Javier Fortuna have dibs over anybody? Well, he won an eliminator already, Ken. Right, but Javier Fortuna is a guy that you match up with a guy who's going to fight for a title.
1: To me, I would say there's no chance that Devin Haney and Ryan Garcia get matched up after this. I I just cannot see it happening from either team. I don't know why they wouldn't, but I don't— the earliest, the earliest would be later in twenty twenty one early twenty twenty two
0: I think Devin Haney is rooting for Luke Campbell to win this fight, oh, I'm sure he is because he wants to beat another white boy, right <laughs> try to try get them white scalps, yeah, exactly I mean, like i mean like like the guy said, right. He ain't losing to no white boy.
1: That's when he went like and played as a different character for every show. It was like, dude, you do one interview here, you sound completely different than the interview there.
0: Yeah, you yeah, all right, bud. Um, yeah, no, it just it it I'm I can't listen to him anymore. It, yeah. it, it's it's constant noise. I don't hear anything about like. Uh, I, there's nothing tangible. There's nothing on the horizon. And I'm not going to listen to fucking Mauricio Solomon and his, you know, and his just whimsical fancies of, Ooh, <laughs> which belt do we want to make the mandatory today? Whimsical fancies. It's like he's got some fucking, like, emerald wheel of fortune wheel, you know? <laughs> Spin the wheel. <laughs> Come on down. <laughs>
1: The biggest frustration with Devin Haney for me is the the way that he he's just kind of accepted championship status and called himself a champion. It's like, dude, don't you have any sort of like...
0: Uh, have some self-respect, dude.
1: Yeah. Like, what are you doing here? Come on, man. Like, win it in the ring, at least. Don't go around carrying a belt that you didn't win in the ring. And don't tell me he only has the belt because Lomachenko dropped it. Man, get out of here with that. You are lying to yourself. Stop it. Stop.
0: The kid needs to fucking prove it. At least once. Didn't Jake Paul win his little mini WBC belt in the ring? He did. He is a more legitimate WBC champion. A YouTuber. One could argue. With two fights. One could argue. He's been in bigger fights than Devin Haney has. He has. Did you see his video to Conor McGregor? Oh my god, yes. Was that the most brutal almost like ooh, he's really pushing it here. He did it to
1: he did it to Dylan Dennis the next day. He he's been talking shit to everybody, dude. Hey man.
0: <laughs> I ain't mad at him. You know everybody needs a heel, right?
1: Yeah, the sport needs something. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, it needs more Jake Paul, you know, that'll save (laughs) boxes. That will save boxes. It probably would financially. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, yeah, sorry. We didn't like intentionally turn into a, um, you know, a Devin Haney hate fest, but you know how we do. Yeah. we be hating, um, (laughs) hashtag the boogeyman. So I'm rooting for whoever wins this fight. I don't give a fuck who it is. I look I want it to be Ryan Garcia because that'll be more exciting. Yeah. But either way, as long as one of these guys fights Devin Haney in twenty twenty one, cool man. Yes. I'll even wait till December. I don't care. Why would the sport do that, Ken? Why? Um, because all these motherfuckers need to make some money back. Yeah. You would think. You know? They would you would think. Except old Bob over there in the wiffle bubble, right? <laughs> He doesn't care about making money. He's got enough money.
1: Nah, he's been losing money for years on Terrence Crawford,
0: Ken. <laughs> Give me some more $500 of Fight Fighters for the ring, Moretti, you fucking clown. <laughs> Cut the crust off my PBJ. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, I mean, look, that, that's why it'll happen. You know? Yeah. You know, because hey look, man, it's all about pay-per-view clout. Right? Oh, and that guy no, that ain't that ain't no pay-per-view. Oh, speaking of pay-per-views, all right, as we transition from Garcia Campbell over to Canelo Alvarez. So I forgot to bring this up when we were talking on the last episode about that fight. I noticed I was just like flipping through the TV in in my Xfinity Comcast TV guide. And like every like five channels, there'll be like an advertisement for pay per view, mm-hmm. and it said Canelo Alvarez versus Callum Smith live on pay per view. So I clicked on it, and it was sixty nine ninety nine. So cheaper than an Errol Spence pay per view, right? <laughs> I thought it was. I thought they put it out for thirty nine. It was sixty nine. Sixty nine ninety nine. Canelo's on here, fucking double dipping on motherfuckers. And boxing fans are so dumb. I bet you some of them with already had a DAZN subscription, saw that shit on their TV guide, and they were like, oh, shit, it's all pay-per-view. Yeah, but it's all, we got it right here on DAZN, man. Nah, son, we getting that pay-per-view. Canelo getting that pay-per-view cloud. <laughs> <laughs> Ordered. <laughs> Click. and And I even, just to put the icing on top of the cake, Uh, I guarantee you Canelo Alvarez, even though majority of of boxing fans watched it on DAZN, probably still sold more television pay-per-view buys than Tank Davis, Errol Spence, or any other fighter who thinks their pay-per-view status right now. How much you want to bet?
1: All I know is (laughs) DAZN did say they weren't going to do pay-per-views, right? It was double-dipping.
0: It wasn't a paper, but
1: you got a free four months of the zone with when you bought that pay-per-view. Uh-huh. It came with a free four months.
0: <laughs> oh shit! I didn't read the five print.
1: Yeah, son.
0: Oh, yeah, son.
1: So you know, oh, Canelo's fighting in February. Why?
0: Oh yes.
1: Oh, and he's gonna fight again in May. It's right after that four uh, free months of four zone is up. Oh, mm-hmm. you can re-up after that, huh? Mm-hmm. Genius marketing, Ken.
0: I don't know if I'd call it genius, (laughs) Jim. No, I wouldn't either. (laughs) Oh, man. But, yeah, man. Hey, look. Canelo was probably like, you know, fuck this, man. I would, Look, I, I, if I didn't know about the DAZN, I was about to speculate <laughs> that uh, that Canelo was like, fuck DAZN. He was like, yo, put that shit on pay-per-view. Let's make some money on the side. I
1: believe DAZN's uh, explanation was, we're trying to make our platform more visible to those who may not
0: know about it. <laughs> so you are plucking people from cable. Yes. This is what you're doing. You do realize nobody's watching cable either, DAZN. <laughs>
1: You could have gone to The Zone and literally just paid for the month and watched Canelo fight.
0: Well, I'm I'm telling you right now, I don't care I don't care like how much investment money they have or who's pouring what into The Zone, this that and the other man. Um they got to find a way to pay Canelo Alvarez even if it is at a a a prorated amount from the original contract that he signed. Right. You know? I mean they they don't think it's just for marketing. Oh yeah, and
1: I mean <laughs> they 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 blew up uh, paychecks for everybody. So now everybody just like the beginning of the PBC, everybody's
0: expecting that big money now. My favorite thing about the PBC is that it's free. Yes, always um, been free. It has. I mean Free boxing? I mean, why keep boxing in chains? <laughs> I love free boxing, you know? It's the best. I love watching free boxing and what, there's, there's a level of freedom there that just cannot be matched, Ken. Exactly. And what makes it what what takes the freedom to another level is the is the how you weave in and fold in the capitalistic element of it and pay for free stuff. <laughs> right? Cuz otherwise I don't really see it as a pay-per-view. It wouldn't be America if it wasn't that way. No, it? no, it's just, you know, that's what we do here. Pay it forward. <laughs> pay it forward. <laughs> I have $75 in my wallet. What am I going to do? I'm going to buy this free show. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but hey, listen, man. It's fucking but, perfect. But boxing does it to itself, doesn't it? Yes, they do. Um, okay, so uh, as you had um, speculated or uh, spoke on, uh, Canelo Alvarez is looking at the possibility of two fights in the first half of 2021, which <laughs> I, I guarantee you Gurry ain't happy about that. Gurry <laughs> like, Canela, I... Canela. <laughs> like, Canela, I... You you cramping my style with this fucking two fights. <laughs> okay? <laughs> I'm only fighting once this year, Canelo. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's something Gary would say too. Like like he's a part of the conversation at the top. <laughs> like he just includes himself.
0: Oh <laughs> uh, yes, that is perfect. Um but Canelo Alvarez, I guess, is part of the WBC belt being on the line because It wasn't just so (laughs) Mauricio could line his pockets from the biggest sanctioning fee that he can collect in the sport. No. That had nothing to do with it. No, 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 no. They wanted to add some legitimacy to the cash grab that is going to be the Avni Yildirim (laughs) fight, right? Canelo wants a layup. He wants to do the layup in his hometown of Guadalajara, Mexico. Look, man, every great fighter should do this. I don't care who the fucking opponent is. Mauricio pipe down. I don't care about your belt being involved in this whatsoever. Don't act like you constructed all of this. Canelo does what Canelo wants to do. He could go fight for the fucking IBO belt, uh, the IBO belt and 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 still pull 25-30 million dollars of fight. So if he wants to go and fight Avni Yuldiram in Guadalajara in February, well guess what? I look at it like this. I paid $100 for the year for Dazone that's an extra canelo fight because he's a free agent how long is he going to be with the zone
1: the bottom line is this if you're gonna fight like that and you're gonna you're gonna have quick turnaround uh, you're, you're, you got to expect the opponents to not be up to par and for all the old boxing heads that always point to back in the, back in the day they fought five times a year yeah, blah, blah. yeah go back and look at two of the three of the guys that they fought like they fought two tough fights and they basically had some televised sparring sessions. So it is what it is. Like I'm tuning into this uh, Canelo Yeldearum fight for the spectacle of it being in Guadalajara. Yeah. Seeing how many people are there and watching Canelo absolutely pulverize this guy in two or three rounds. Yes, it'll it's be. Not a- gonna, it's not going to require much of my time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, it's not. No. And you're paying for it anyway. Right. Exactly. You know, it's very rare that you get any programming from DAZN. So take what you can get. <laughs> Um, But the other fight that they're talking about for the Cinco de Mayo weekend um, is finally a fight, and it would be a unification fight at 168 pounds with Billy Joe Saunders. Look, anybody that mentions, any big fighter that mentions Billy Joe Saunders as a potential opponent, I want to see a fucking body in the ring. That I'm not believing anything involved. How many fights has Billy Joe Saunders either... uh, Look, it doesn't matter how he's done it. How many fights has Billy Joe Saunders squandered in his life for being Billy Joe Saunders? Uh, two or three L- lo- decent fights off the top of my head. Losing his pen, you yeah. know, you know, like whatever it is. Was it uh, nasal spray? Yes. You know, like every big fight, it's something. Boo-boo. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, man. Uh, Billy Joe Saunders, if anything was proven in the Callum Smith fight, is that Billy Joe Saunders is not going to be the one to box Can- Canelo's ears off. No. OK, style doesn't work if you don't have any power and you don't give a fuck about I, what you do for a living. Yeah. The
1: narrative that Canelo cannot beat boxers is that's been put to bed.
0: Yes. Look, man, I, I would look for a very similar result. I almost even think that Billy Joe Saunders is weak enough as a person, right? Yeah. That he would quit in the ring from be- being embarrassed. I- I'm not going to go, that is an extreme result that could happen, but I'm trying to paint a cartoonish picture of what this guy is and what Canelo is and the levels of seriousness in profession and craft. The, the-, the dichotomy of dedication, right, mm-hmm. is completely different. There's a re- Canelo Alvarez is not the most gifted fighter in the world. What Canelo Alvarez is, is that he is really good at a lot of things, but he is, in my opinion, from what I've seen, the most dedicated, professional boxer in the sport. And when you are really good, that level of dedication takes you to the next level. I kind of equate it like this. Was Jerry Rice the physical specimen? Was he fast, big, strong? Was he as physically gifted as T.O.? No, not even Randy Moss. Not even, there's a lot of receivers yeah. in, in the history of the NFL that were far superior athletes to Jerry Rice, but nobody, and I mean nobody, outworked that guy. No. Nobody, and that's why he was the best.
1: Yeah, and that's, that goes with probably a lot of the greatest in any sport ever. The most dedicated guys to the, to their craft are the best in the world. What I always find funny about this Billy Joe Sant like everybody's been wanting to see – Billy Joe they think this is the guy that's that's going to test Canelo more than anybody. And they make these comparisons to Landy Lara with him. That, that comparison starts and stops at Southpaw. After that, there's nothing to compare between the two of them. I'm sorry. If you are a person that... That draws that conclusion like, well, Billy Joe Saunders is pretty close to Arislandi Lara. So that means that this is going to be a tough fight for Canelo because Arislandi Lara was, that's, 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 what was that, six fucking years ago? Seven years ago?
0: Man, that version of Arislandi Lara was really fucking good.
1: Yes, that was the best Arislandi Lara and the best Arislandi Lara. I would pick to beat Billy Joe Saunders 98 times out of 100.
0: Oh, absolutely. That was a pound for pound level talent.
1: Yes, he was avoided. He had just, he was coming off uh, a fight with uh, Paul Williams that he got absolutely fucking robbed on. And at the time, Paul Williams was the most avoided fighter in the sport of boxing, Ken. (laughs) So, just this this this, this like, notion that and now it's Devin Haney. <laughs> <laughs> the notion that Billy Joe Saunders is the guy has always been fucking laughable to me.
0: I blame the fucking Coogan Cassiuses of the world for planting these fucking seeds in 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 like casual UK fight fans' heads.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, just look at the predictions of a lot of the UK pundits the week of the the Canelo Callum Smith fight. You got guys picking Callum Smith to knock Canelo Alvarez out late in the fight. Right. What are you fucking talking about, man? What are you doing?
0: Oh, man. Um, hey, they got spunk, though, you know? <laughs> well, they got spunk, all right. <laughs> uh, look, if we get Yildirim and Saunders at the beginning of the year, that's great. Yes. Okay, I'll take it. Um, you know, look, the, the, the boxing calendar is rounding out pretty well. We said it could go one of two ways. We could get, have a massive year, or we could just have a fast start and a slow ending. But it looks like 2021, things are lining up. This is going to be a really big year in boxing. It has the potential to be anyways. It's a, a get-back year, and we know who's coming back, too, baby. I'm about <laughs> yeah. to hear that Keith announcement
1: real soon. Yeah, what Keith doing? Oh, Keith about to make moves. <laughs> what kind of moves? Um, I, I mean... Is he going to oh, fight? He fighting A-B, Ken. He no. fighting A.B. The battle of the has-beens. Hey, A.B. not drinking. He 30 days off the sauce, Ken. He ran six miles this morning.
0: Wow. Man, give, dude, they don't even need to fight. It's over. You, Can, you can't
1: tell me there is not a more intriguing matchup than Keith Thurman and Adrian Broner. That
0: fight will stink on ice. <laughs> come, come first, on. O- First off... Keith Thurman, if he comes in and makes weight in a healthy manner, I would envision this fight being at 154 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> makes more sense for both guys. Oh, man, you we, shoot my dreams down and shit. No, look, man, uh, Keith Thurman is not a serious player in the welterweight division anymore. You like how
1: I just weaved him in seamlessly, can
0: huh? I mean, that's what you do, man. <laughs> that's what. You, but here's the thing, man, it's like, I'm always ready. You know what I mean. <laughs> yes, I, got, you are. I got my I got my my ping pong paddle, and I'm ready to return. <laughs> so, so you bring the Keith. You know, but the reality is, I think both guys need to just go ahead and be like, "Do we really need to go all the way down to 147? I mean, 155 sound good, right? <laughs> <laughs> but either way, Keith Thurman is just a, a way better fighter than Adrian Broner, dude. And Adrian Broner is. He's like an old hooker, man. He's just fucking rode hard and put away wet. I mean, I can see them trying to put that on pay-per-view, too.
1: I can see it now. And you'll fucking buy that shit. Goddamn right I will.
0: Oh. I might buy that motherfucker twice. Gosh, man. Man, 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 man. Oh, remember that image I sent you the other day, that cover of that issue of Ring Magazine Yeah, from, like, six years ago? Seven, Boxing's seven years ago? next biggest stars? You yeah. know who was on the cover? Yeah, dude. Uh, dude, that was crazy. It was Canelo, Triple G, G. Kovalev and Keith Thurman, and and when you and when you think of like the like the three careers of Canelo and 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 Triple G and and Sergey Kovalev, right? And then you look at uh, Keith wasn't paying attention when they all turned right on the road at the fork in the road. He turned around, they were gone. He's like, oh, they must have gone left. He missed that. Have a good career seminar. <laughs> They're like, hey, man, you want to come and, cl- and climb Mount Everest with us, Keith? He was like, oh, yeah, that sound. Get some pussy up there, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, a guy's career is just a fucking joke. Uh, I, I Dude, I could totally see Keith Thurman becoming one of these, like, iconic – like boxing trainers, you know, <laughs> like, like like moving forward, wouldn't he be perfect in the corner training somebody? He would be perfect. Yes, that's what he should do. Because the only videos I ever see of him is of him like training Jameis Winston how to fight, <laughs> you know, getting him ready for his side career. Groom him to be ringside. Put him next to Al Bernstein. Let's see what Keith can do. Um, yeah, I think Keith's a little overrated on the oratory skills. <laughs> He the best interview in boxing, Ken. Okay, that's enough about Keith Thurman. We got five good minutes out of that, baby. We did. We did. Um, news and notes real quick, then. Artur Beterbiev versus Adam Diennis, uh for the WBC and IBF Light Heavyweight Championship is off-slash-postponed because Beterbiev tested positive for COVID-19. Um. Everybody's out here crying this swan song. Arthur Beterbiev just can't catch a break. <laughs> I'm sitting here thinking to myself, didn't was it Luke Campbell got COVID and they just postponed the Ryan Garcia fight like 2 weeks? Yeah, it, was, it wasn't long, yeah. And it wasn't was it as far out as Beterbiev is? I mean, I mean, I'm just asking because this this sounds a little ridiculous to me that they're canceling this fight. Um I, maybe it has to do with the fact that there's I don't know, a bit of a um, a COVID spike going on in Russia right now that has, I guess was re- uh, reported as soon as uh, yesterday that their totals over there may be three times higher than what the government's reporting. Wow. Shocking. But, but here's my point on this, though, with Baturbia. I just don't get it. Like, you're, you're fucking Zangief. Like, <laughs> you're like a walking bear, you know? Yeah. Like, you are this... Like you're in your prime, your physical specimen, fucking beast. Like you could take COVID and literally split COVID into two pieces of COVID with a karate chop. <laughs> you know, like that's who this guy is. Right. And you're trying to tell me it's got him down? I, mean, I, I envision somebody
1: like pointing to COVID and be like, "Look, Arter, there's there's COVID," and he just goes up and licks it, and he's like, "Fuck COVID."
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That is, that is that is fucking swag. Yeah, that right. really hairy nutsack swag. Um, yeah, I, 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 this just doesn't add up to me. I, I don't wow. understand why the fight was canceled.
1: Well, especially considering the opponent. You'd be like, does <laughs> Turbiev D- need like a week and like one sparring session to get he ready for could,
0: this? He could fight him mid-temperature 104.5 night sweats yes. and dominate this guy.
1: Hey, it's disappointing. Fucking disappointing. But that whole like he can't catch a break thing. I mean, this guy's done plenty to slow uh, his own career down.
0: Well, he can definitely catch COVID. We know that. Yes, he can. (laughs) He's got good hands. Uh, (laughs) So we got anything else on uh, 298? I think that's it, brother. All right. Well, then... We will be back for episode 299 as it's the annual edition of the Ranties. <laughs> the corniest awards in boxing, <laughs> Yeah, Ranties with poop skids in them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So we'll be back for episode 299. We appreciate all of you tuning in to the Ryan Garcia versus Luke Campbell uh, fight preview. If you haven't subscribed to the show, um, get on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anywhere Audio Podcasts are found in the full-length video version of this Episode, episode 298 of the Boxing Rant Podcast, will be available on the Boxing Rant YouTube channel. Drop by our website, theboxingrant.com, and follow us on Twitter at VinceCummings81 and at the Boxing Rant. Um, so we'll be back in just a few minutes. As a matter of fact, I'm just going to go uh, uh, rub one out and change my shirt. <laughs> 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 and then we can go at it again. <laughs> I think Vin will probably be wearing the same thing. I will. <laughs> so until then, we appreciate all of you tuning in to The Boxing Rant Podcast. But I'm the best ever. My style is impetuous. There's no one that can match me. I'm the most brutal and vicious and most ruthless champion there's ever been. My, my defense is impregnable. <laughs> Anybody can get it.